0: It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker.
1: Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to, the, to the show that we're doing right now. Following
0: the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's gonna be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435 752 1069 or text 435
2: 339 0321. It's the full court press. Oh, and t- yes! yes. Touchdown, I get it?
3: What's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here. Jason Walker will be joining us uh, some point this hour as he has been uh, up at the uh, Utah State women's basketball game, which, uh, which concluded not that long ago. And uh, he will pull up on and join us to talk about his observations of their game. And also to uh, help us preview the uh, Utah State men's basketball game, which gets underway a little bit later on tonight. Pre-game coverage for us on our sister station, KVNU, will begin at 6. Tip-off will be at 7 in the spectrum for the start of the Utah State men's basketball season for the 2022-23 uh, season. And uh, yesterday, Ryan Odom announcing his starting five would be uh, Ryland Jones, Max Schulga, Sean Beristow. It would be uh, Taylor Funk and Trevin Dorius. So, two surprises there with uh, Shulga and Dorius. Shulga, the, maybe a, not, shouldn't be a big surprise the way he's been playing, but RJ Adelrock was the starter last year and he's still on the team. So, Shulga has moved ahead of Adelrock into the starting position. And then Dorius as the starter, which I thought that Dan Akin would probably be the starting. Uh, center for Utah State, but they're going to use him in the, with that second unit, which could be really intriguing with uh, Steven Ashworth, RJ Adlerock, maybe even Shimon Zapala, part of that second unit for Utah State. But that will get underway tonight at 7 o'clock. There's no TV. You can see it online, MW Network, uh, the Mountain West Network on the MW.com, or ways to uh, find that. Uh, But uh, we'll continue to talk about that, uh, preview that. We'll hear from Jason Walker in a little bit uh, and uh, hear his thoughts on the uh, Utah State women's basketball game and previewing Utah State men's basketball game, which will be a little bit later on this evening. Utah State football with a big win over New Mexico. Not that it was necessarily in a big, dramatic fashion, but ability to win a game when weather conditions are really ugly and unfriendly and unkind and to do it with a, with a number of young players, and to do it in unique and different ways. And I said this last hour, but I think that Saturday really illustrates one program that has a winning culture and one that doesn't. The one with the winning culture finds ways to get creative with keeping a drive alive or finding ways to get points. Credit to Blake Anderson and his coaching staff for doing the fake punt for doing the fake field goal, for finding ways to keep things alive, to keep hope, and to keep faith and confidence in your players. And then uh, the, the defense came up big with the takeaway, a pick six. Uh, well, it was a, a return six uh, for a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown for Hunter Reynolds. But uh, great to see you know, Utah State really executing at a high level. Uh, well, well enough, I should say, high enough level on Saturday to get the win over New Mexico. And look, New Mexico didn't make it easy. Right? They, they've got a tough defense. They're stout. They make it confusing for your quarterback, especially a young quarterback. But um, in, in Utah State uh, did a really good job against uh, Wyoming in limiting penalties, but, man, they reared their ugly head again against New Mexico. Just way too many unsportsmanlike Penalties, personal uh, fouls, you know, just guys just, you know, getting into uh, uh, other space and not keeping their heads. So that was unfortunate that that reared its ugly head once again. Um, That's got to get better. If Utah State wants to become bowl eligible, that means you're going to have to beat um, a San Jose State who's getting votes now in the top 25 or Boise State who played BYU pretty tough, but they're always tough to beat in Boise. Um, and certainly you have to beat Hawaii this weekend. But it uh, doesn't get much easier for Utah State, that's for sure. Uh, Full-court press text line is open if you want to weigh in to recap the football game. The basketball game coming up tonight, this uh, starting lineup that has been announced for USU. Uh, we had the uh, pro, the uh, semifinal football games in 4A on Saturday. I got to go to the Ridgeline game, uh, saw or listened to a good chunk of the Mountain Crest game. Um, but, uh, and then we got Utah Jazz in action tonight as well. So we'll have that Jazz game here on the fan later on tonight. But uh, 9758 on the Full Court Press text line saying, Since path to the CFP took two years' worth of work. Yeah, there was a question earlier about, you know, should there be some other division or classification? You've got the FCS, and then you've got the FBS. But clearly within the FBS, there is a, a separation between the haves and the have-nots, the group of five and the power five. And I, I think it's ridiculous for some people to uh, – agree to calling them the autonomous five. I just think that's that's just a mistake to continue to uh, allow them to to talk like that. But nonetheless, that's what it is. But should there be a a more specific delineation between group of five and power five? Uh, I think that if you do, then you might as well just be FCS. Because the... The Power Five schools will only schedule each other. They'll only schedule other Power Five schools, uh, which means you do not share in ticket revenue, you do not share in television revenue, and it becomes a dramatic difference. Uh, yeah, there could be there'll be some years where you have some really good uh, group of five schools that will get some attention, and they'll get some ratings, but they won't be able to compete. Week in and week out, with with the others, so I really I really don't like that idea of creating another separation. But um, look, you look at the top twenty five poll right now. Now this is you know, the college football playoff poll will come out tomorrow, but you've got a couple of teams. And this is all circling back to the Cincinnati discussion, but you look at the who's in the top twenty five now. Who's not from a Power 5 conference. Tulane is currently 16th, the highest-ranked non-P5 school. That's in the AP. Uh, They're 17th in the coaches. Um, You've got Liberty, who's getting ranked. They're getting attention. They're 19th in both polls. UCF is on the radar. They're 22nd uh, in the AP, 21st in the coaches. But there's only a few teams. And for any of them to really make a run at the college football playoff or even say they're going to make a run of the national title, they'd have to be undefeated right now. And it, that wouldn't be enough for this year, but they'd have to be pretty much undefeated right now, go to a New Year's Six bowl game, win that New Year Six bowl game, and then come back with most of your guys intact coming into next season. Because as a non-P5 school, like Cincinnati, they had to have a really big on-ramp to get to where they were to get to the uh, college football playoff at the end of last season. And that's just how it really is going to work. Now, if they expand it to 12, different story, uh, you'll get more teams involved, and maybe you get two non-P5 schools in the college football playoff instead of only one. But um really it's it's still a way for them to enrich the schools that are already part of their uh their fraternity. And uh sadly, you know, Utah State is not going to be part of that fraternity. Uh San Diego State they might there are rumors that they're headed to the Pac-12. Now that was those were the rumors that were pretty strong this morning only to be refuted later in the day saying oh hold on not so fast the Aztecs uh, are not there yet pac 12 wants to finish its renegotiation of its uh, TV contracts before it looks at expansion it goes to rumors were that San Diego State and SMU would be the schools that would be heading to the pac 12 uh, but Look, if that does happen, if the Pac-12 does poach the Mountain West, the Mountain West doesn't really have anywhere else to go other than places that aren't really that desirable. Um, And maybe that's okay in the short term because in the long term, it, it helps with recruiting and it helps expand into new media markets into the central time zone. But... Texas State, Rice. Um, you know, those are are those really your best options? Tulsa? I don't Louisiana Tech. Not a lot of like real high profile programs that are really going to elevate the conference here. Uh five four five one texting in. Who do you think will be in the college football playoffs? Well, man, I the way these last few weeks have gone, I don't know, man. I think it's pretty fair to say, just the way that they're playing, that Georgia and Ohio State will be there. Um, I think Michigan is playing pretty well to get there. Uh, I watched some TCU. I uh, watched their game against uh, Texas Tech, and I wasn't really that impressed. I know they moved up. They're in the top four. Um, but I think I would, uh, I'd i probably lean a little bit more to Tennessee. That'd probably be my top four. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Tennessee. I, I know. I mean, TCU is undefeated. Tennessee just got walloped by Georgia. But... Um, I look at the full body of work, and there's been some games by TCU that I haven't really been overly impressed. But if it's going as it is right now, I mean, you should take the four undefeated teams. But I just don't know if I believe in TCU just yet. 435 if you want to weigh in. Uh, recapping you know, what happened uh, you know, what, uh, over the weekend, with the college football uh, uh, regular season in in the week uh, nine for a lot of these schools. And uh, for Utah State, uh, how they looked against New Mexico. And uh, we got Utah State men's basketball in action tonight, hosting Utah Valley in their season and home opener, and the Utah Jazz in action, uh, taking on the L.A. Lakers. But no Patrick Beverly and uh, no LeBron James I guess he's got uh, foot soreness. Now, that game's not until a little bit later on this evening, but uh, we'll be here on the fan with uh, David Locke at the Utah Jazz Radio Network, so stay tuned for that. Uh, that'll be a little bit later on. For the Aggies, their pregame coverage will be at 6 with a full hour of pregame right up until tip-off, which will be at 7 o'clock. And no TV for that game tonight. It'll be on uh, uh, streamed online on the Mountain West Network, if you uh, want to watch that one. Um, so, anyway, a couple different options of the topics that we're trying to cover tonight here on the Full Court Press. Uh, uh, a veritable buffet from high school football to college football. Uh, we haven't even mentioned the NFL, uh, and uh, we've got the college basketball and the NBA. So, a lot of different topics here on the Full Court Press. Uh, so, uh, 435. Three three nine zero three two one if you want to weigh in uh five four five one uh who do you think will win the heisman uh ooh, that's a really good question um that's boy, some really interesting uh candidates out there, and um ah, I don't know that's a really good question that's certainly the the quarterback out at uh, at Georgia. Um, now, right now, his name is slipping my mind, but uh, I think he probably stands out as the, 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 the top option. But, um, I don't know, last couple of weeks could be very interesting in college football. Uh, but switching to college basketball, Utah State women had their first game of the regular season underway. And in the books, earlier this afternoon, Jason Walker was up there. I uh, And
2: he's calling in to let us know how that went. Jason, how are you?
0: How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm doing pretty good thanks for having me on it's nice to be able to be on a radio show <laughs>
3: uh, I, I'm you know I'll, uh, I'll bill you later for the op- the, the privilege and the opportunity <laughs> <laughs> all right I'll look for it so uh, Utah State women holding their first game of the regular season you've had a chance to see them scrimmage and uh, they had the exhibition game uh, what did you see out of the Utah State women in their uh, home and season opener tonight
2: a lot better than they did in their exhibition game. Um, I know they certainly uh, saw some of the chatter we had in the media about them not shooting very well in that exhibition game, and I think they took that personally. Uh, they just about said as much in the uh, post game, where you know they knew they were good shooters. I mean, I knew, I saw they were good shooters. Um, I was aware that they were shooting below their percentage and their potential, though uh, I guess I may not have said that clearly enough because. They, they they took it personal and they, and they shot really well today though they they showed that they were good shooters and uh, so they did pretty well today.
3: So they get the win, nice uh, nice margin of victory uh, and the number of players involved in helping out. Yet four uh, there were four players in double figures, a few more that were really close, and it looked like it was pretty balanced with the uh, contributors all over the floor.
2: Yeah, it's pretty balanced. And you have the one leading scorer, Christina Oliva, getting uh, nineteen. Um, I think it might have been five players in double digits. Of course, the, the score sheet I was looking at may be wrong. They had some minor errors they're going to have to check for later. But, yeah, certainly a lot of players involved. Tamia Robinson getting, I think, uh, 10 or 12 points. Uh, Maria Carvalho getting, well, she was involved everywhere, like the 12 points, nine rebounds, five assists, three steals. She was the best player on the court, even though she went like, you know, five of 16, five of 17, I think, from the field she was you know, really great on uh, both ends of the court.
3: Well, and uh, Oliva really lighting it up from outside the arc. Uh, five for seven from three?
2: Yeah, she started four for four. She was absolutely on fire. Uh, obviously, you could say she cooled off by only going one for three the rest of the way. But still, she was she was just lighting up. She was feeling it. So, uh, and, and she's going to be like that in a lot of games this year. She's a good shooter, probably the best shooter on the team. And so she's going to have a lot of games where, She gets top three. It's gonna be really good for this
3: team. I know one of the other questions too of this team was uh, we looked like uh, looking at the Utah State women's basketball team looked like they could they have shooters they have scorers but would they be able to contend with a bigger lineup and grab rebounds? Now College of Idaho the Oats probably not the best uh, litmus test on that but what did you see in that category?
2: It might be a little worrying because you know College of Idaho not being the greatest team but they still were able to get inside a lot got post position, got offensive rebounds a decent amount, so that's something this Utah State team's really going to need to work on, is boxing out. They don't have the height, or even necessarily the elite rebounding talent. They have some good rebounders, but no elite rebounders. So they're going to have to rebound as a team. We saw a little bit of that today, where I think, if I recall correctly, Tamia Robinson and Maria Carvalho both had eight rebounds apiece, which can be indicative of you know team rebounding or sometimes just a great rebounding guard. When your guards are getting rebounds, it means your bigs are boxing out, and then they come in and clean it up with the rebound. That's a workable strategy in some cases. So we'll see exactly how they address that um, so they don't get burned by some of the better Mountain West teams. There's there's going to be some good teams in Mountain West that are going to take advantage of any potential weaknesses Utah State has.
3: Uh, just, the, again, looking at the box score, one other thing that jumps out to me looks like very active hands. Uh, 15 steals on the day for Utah State.
2: Oh, yeah, they were tipping the ball, and this is one area where Maria Carvalho was absolutely spectacular. She, was, she got all three of her steals in the first quarter, so I guess you could say maybe she slowed down, but she was absolutely active on defense. If she's not all defense Mountain West by the end of the year, then I will officially boycott the Mountain West Award. <laughs> Cause she is looking like a great, wonderful defender, both in the exhibition game and tonight. She was absolutely outstanding.
3: Uh, shifting gears uh, now. Well, before we leave that, now, we know that Utah State women they had their game today this afternoon at three. Their next game, kind of a similar way that it's set up, they will play Friday uh, with a three o'clock tip off, but ahead of Utah State men's game, which will be at seven that same night. So, kind of interesting how they're doing these double headers to get the season rolling for both the men and the women. But shifting to the men, uh, you reported on this over the weekend that uh, Ryan Odom announcing his starting five. And uh, you and I had talked before leading up to the start of the season that we both kind of guessed that Dan Atkin would be the starting center, but he's going to be coming off the bench in place of Dorius.
2: Yeah, if you'd have told me two weeks ago that uh, Dorius was going to start at center, I'd have told you you was crazy. But generally, some of the stuff that I've seen and, and heard, you know, mentioned uh, last week on the show after watching that open practice that... Trevin Darius, I thought we were sleeping on him, myself included, because I didn't think he was going to play. I thought uh, he would probably split time with Shimon Zapala as a backup, you know, not get much more than six, seven minutes a game. Um, then from what I'd heard of how he did in some of those little secret scrimmages and then watching the open practice, I'm not as surprised, but I still am surprised because even up until Ryan Odom said it when we were talking to him after practice that uh, Trevin was starting, I, I would have told you that Dan Akin was going to start.
3: So which was more surprising, that, uh, that Dorius was listed as a starter or that Shulga was?
2: Uh, definitely Dorius because I, there are a lot of us, you know, around media who are looking at it, looking at the situation, thinking Shulga should start. The improvements he made, the stuff he was showing in, in the scrimmage, and, and, again, we've been hearing about some of those secret scrimmages, you know, those who'd watched his film. Uh, at the FIBA and just seeing the stats there. You know, if you'd been paying attention, you'd think Shoga should start. We just weren't sure if Coach Odom would start him because we thought maybe he would just go with the veteran in RJ Idle Rock because RJ started 30 of 31 games last year or something like that. So he was entrenched as the starter. I thought I was just going to say that way, Shoga might get a few more minutes, but... You know, Odom's not the kind of coach who will just be set in his ways. He's willing to put, play around with the lineup, as we've seen with these starters.
3: Uh, and then, I guess my, my last questions for you: just uh, the, the season opener, home opener, uh, anything else that uh, you know from Ryan Odom in the, the the conversations you had with him yesterday about getting this team going uh, in the first game against a Utah Valley team that's not not a bad team.
2: Yeah, it's certainly not a bad team. I mean, they're going to be getting a guard back, uh, Trey Woodbury, if I'm not mis- uh, misremembering his name. Um, he didn't play a whole lot last season in what was a very good uh, UVU team. Uh, so he'll be coming back uh, at least full-time. He played a few games last year and I think ended the season with the team um, coming back from injury. Uh, but they'll have him full-time, so he'll be their lead guard. They UVU did lose their uh, top center, whose name I sort of remember, but not sure I can pronounce it correctly. Uh, But a guy who averaged 18 points, 13 rebounds. Um, But certainly, you know, for a well-coached UPU team, they've been consistently good. They've gotten some upsets. So for, you know, Ryan Odom, I can't remember exactly what he said as far as uh, the keys to the game. I haven't gone back and re-listened to those. But mainly it's just, you know, being consistent and, uh, you know, playing with energy and effort.
3: All right, well, we look forward to watching uh, watching Cash Valley Daily for your uh, recap of what happens tonight. Uh, we'll have pre game coverage on our sister station, KVNU, starting at 6, and uh, tip-off will be at 7 in the spectrum. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, Ryan. I don't know where that came from. I'm thinking Ryan Odom. You can thank Ryan Odom for me. I'm sure he going to do a great job.
2: <laughs> All right. Have a good one, uh, uh,
3: Derek. Yeah, right. Thanks, Jason. Have uh, a good one, uh, Jason Walker. Reporting live uh, from the Spectrum, Utah State women with uh, their uh, game one win over College of Idaho Yotes uh, earlier this afternoon, seventy five to fifty eight. Uh, big performances by a number of players. A pretty balanced effort uh, by Utah State in their season and home opener. Uh, their next game will be Friday. And uh, that will be uh, southeastern Louisiana. That's where uh, Coach Ard uh, played. And so kind of an emotional game for her, I'm sure. And uh, later that night, it'll be Utah State hosting Bradley uh, in the Spectrum with another 3 o'clock tip-off for the women and a 7 o'clock tip for the men. Uh, Quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. A number of your texts coming through. We'll get to those. If you want to weigh in, 435-339-0321.
1: Evan McMullen says he's independent. The Democrat Party knows he's not. Cheers rang loud after Utah Democrats reached a decision to join Evan McMullen. Democrats chose to back him. Why are Biden's allies pulling out all the stops to elect McMullen? Because he'd do their bidding in the Senate. Conservatives know he's a Democrat in disguise, but sometimes his mask slips. His positions on issues match the Democrat platform. He wants to weaken the filibuster, backed Biden's radical Supreme Court nominee, attacked police budgets, supported reckless spending, more debt. He's just another Biden liberal, even campaigned to make him president.
0: I plan to cast my vote for Joe. Imagine the America we can have.
1: Imagine the damage after two more years of a Democrat Senate giving Biden free reign. Utah can stop him if we stop McMullen first. Crypto Freedom Pack is responsible for the content of this advertising. Paid for by Crypto Freedom Pack. Not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. 202-971-1316. It's that first kiss, then moment. In
0: time. This is Jarek Jerick from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Everyone knows us as an engagement ring store, but not everyone knows about everything else we do. Custom design, our in-house laser jewelry repair, we offer fashion jewelry, charm bracelets, necklaces, earrings, birthstone jewelry, watches. We love people to just look and make a wish list. Stop in and say hi. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. Gel- The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley.
3: Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs, with competitive prices
1: offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young advanced heating and ac the two-time gold medal winner in best in All utah they're teaming up with carrier heating and cooling carrier provides you the best furnace units available and now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold financing options are available turn to the experts at advanced heating and carrier advanced heating and air conditioning 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of di and online at advanced heating-ac.com we're not
0: comfortable
3: until you are advanced heating and air
0: Clean it up and get it out before
3: the snow flies. Don't wait another winter. Let D.D. Auto & Salvage pay you for that junk vehicle. D.D. Auto & Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, D.D. Auto & Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787-1204. That's
2: 787-1204 today.
0: See store for details. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker.
3: Mountain West Motor has a great selection of vehicles starting at around $20,000. Check out their website for current inventory and pricing. Make sure you follow them on Instagram for current promos and events. That's Mountain West Motor, 615 North Main in Logan. So, uh, again, thanks to Ryan, a.k.a. Jason Walker. (laughs) I don't know where Ryan uh, is thinking about Ryan Odom, and that name came out, uh, for his report from Utah State as uh, Utah State women pick up their win, uh, 75-58 over College of Idaho, men taking on Utah Valley later tonight. Pre-game coverage at 6 on KVNU with Al Lewis and Jalen Moore. Tip off at 7. And no TV on this game, so get there in person. You know, make it family night. Go check out Utah State and their home opener tonight as they take on Utah Valley. A couple of texts coming through on our full-court press text line. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. And 2947 uh, 2947- What are the other season openers tonight? Uh, Okay, so quick rundown of the Mountain West schedule. Air Force is at Bowling Green. Uh, Air Force trails 24-18 in the uh, first half. Uh, Wyoming hosting Colorado Christian. New Mexico hosting Southern Utah. Uh, New Mexico favored by eight. In that one. By the way, Utah State favored by 8.5 in their game. Uh, Predicted to be a low scoring, 136 as the over under in that one. Uh, Colorado State hosting Gardner Webb. Uh, Those games all at 7 o'clock. At 8 o'clock, it's San Diego State, 19th ranked San Diego State, hosting Cal State Fullerton. Aztecs predicted to win by 23. Uh, Fresno State hosting uh, Fresno Pacific. Nevada hosting Utah Tech. Our friends from St. George. Nevada is favored by 12 in that one. And then at 8.15 tonight, UNLV hosting Southern University. Uh, UNLV favored by 14. So a lot of these uh, Mountain West schools hosting, and a lot of them favored in their openers. Air Force, really the only Mountain West school on the road to start out their uh, their regular season. So that's a quick rundown of the Mountain West schedule for tonight. 9315 uh, texting in. Um, they sure mucked up the games Saturday. How many games have a fake punt and fake field goal in the same game for USU? Uh, yeah, not, uh, not many. That's for darn sure. It's pretty unique. Uh, Jason Walker, a longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, then, what can we learn about USU football from uh, the game on Saturday? What can we learn about USU basketball tonight for this UVU game? So, I think for the uh, the football game, I-, I think that we learned that Utah State still has a lot of youth. Um, they won in spite of their youth, and it's good to get you know, good experience. Like Max Alford. Uh, He was the freshman of the week for the Mountain West. And that's great. Like His first career start, uh, the freshman starting at linebacker in place of the injured MJ Tafisi. But he also had a couple of bonehead penalties. Uh, And uh, we saw a couple other young players starting and playing roles for Utah State. I thought it was interesting that Otto Tio was a captain before the game, Uh, the young wide receiver. And certainly Cooper Laga is still pretty young. Uh, Robert Briggs played a big role after Calvin Tyler went out, and he is still in concussion protocol. Uh, Coach Anderson today said that uh, they're monitoring it closely. There is a significant travel involved this week, so they're going to have to make some decisions early in the week about uh, you know, keeping Calvin Tyler safe and if he's good to go or not. But um, uh, we've seen a lot of young players step up and play significant roles for USU, but we've also seen some, because of their youth, make some mistakes. But uh, it's certainly invaluable experience to get that experience, learn, but also win. That's really what uh, a coach, that's the best case scenario for a coach. Um, But they've got to get better. Uh, Hawaii, we're hearing that's a team that plays a lot better at home than they do on the road. And uh, they're going to be excited to face a Utah State team. Now, they just played uh, Fresno State and first came back for Jake Hayner as he's been out for most of the year with an injury. Uh, he came back, and we we were reminded why he's such a good player and why he had so much preseason hype around him. Very solid quarterback for Fresno State. Great game for uh, for the Bulldogs over the weekend. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that's uh, it's going to be a challenge for the Aggies coming up on on Saturday but one I think that they can meet uh, a challenge I think they can uh, they can rise up to and come away as as victors and if they do win if Utah State gets that uh, gets that victory that gets them to 5 and 5 on the year with uh, two more games left on the schedule and that would but there's two teams that're going to be tough for the Aggies to get past with San Jose State now getting votes. That's a team that's uh, six and two on the season, four and one in conference play, and that's going to be in Logan, thankfully. And by the way, they did announce the kick time for that. It's going to be seven forty-five p.m. kick time on FS1 uh, on the nineteenth. Uh, and then to finish it off, the Aggies will be going to Boise State on Black Friday at an early uh, morning kickoff, Friday morning kickoff. And Boise State has stayed undefeated in conference play, and six and three overall. Uh, they did lose last week to to BYU. So you know maybe BYU showed a few things that Utah State can learn from to compete against these uh, these Broncos. Um, but they still remain in the driver's seat for the Mountain Division. Uh, Fresno State, San Jose State, both four and one in the uh, Western. Uh, division for the Mountain West. So interesting to see how that continues to uh, play out. Uh, 5-4-5-1 on the full court press text line. What uh, what was up with the Buccaneers on Sunday? They couldn't catch anything. Yeah, a couple of teams. I mean, it was a really surprising weekend all around in the NFL. To be honest, uh, Aaron Rodgers and how he played with all those interceptions in the red zone. Uh, Buccaneers. Couldn't do anything to, to save their life. Uh, you have the the Colts firing their head coach today, replacing him with, you know, not an assistant coach, not somebody on the staff who has you know, a lot of experience it, it, as a coach, but you bring on somebody who has zero head coaching experience at any level in Saturday. Uh so just it was a weird NFL weekend. Um you know, the uh, the Bears looked really good. Uh, you know, Kansas City. You know, Mahomes had to scramble for his life, but he, you know, gets his team to position to win. The Bills lose to the Jets. It was just a weird, weird NFL weekend. Uh, all right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Interesting comments this morning. Uh, I guess it was noon uh, this uh, today from Blake Anderson. Uh, that uh, want to make sure that that I give him a chance to to say what he. Wanted to say to conclude his press availability earlier today. Uh, it's a topic that we've discussed before, but I'm glad he brought it up, and uh, we'll get to that coming up next on the other side of this timeout here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is
0: Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. Whatever you do, don't forget to change the oil in your car. My team at Valvoline Instant Oil Change will get you in and out quickly. Stay in your car and relax, all while your car is being serviced by trained professionals. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main and Logan, across from Angie's.
2: Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Service you can see. Experts you can trust. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you.
1: Alpine Home Medical, we bring home.
2: Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com.
0: And now, the, the, the Dan
2: Patrick Show. Dan
1: Patrick. <laughs>
2: Judge has had a historical season. But that doesn't mean that you should give him a 10-year deal, which is probably what he's going to want. He's going to be 31 at the start of next season. There have been injuries. That's not a great combination for somebody
3: looking for probably a 10-year contract. Every player ages differently. The Dan Patrick Show.
0: Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. You're first and goal at the 10 yard line with seconds left on the clock. Your running back is poised for the game winning touchdown, but before you can make the snap, the opposing team just takes the ball and locks it in a safe? And they won't give you the combination unless you pay them $10,000. That's exactly how ransomware works. And in 2021, two out of every three organizations fell victim to ransomware attacks. Protect your business with Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at LesOlson.com.
2: Hi, this is Bob Larson from
3: LSS Insurance. Every plan, every option, every way to save costs and add benefits. When you call us at LSS Insurance, you do not need to worry about FOMO, fear of missing out. We guarantee to get you the best possible Medicare plans. Let LSS Insurance personalize your Medicare needs. Now is the time to adjust your current plan or sign up for the coming year. Call LSS Insurance at 752-9493. Go to lssins.com or come to our free third Thursday meeting at our office.
0: The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the full court press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. You know, a few other things that were weird about the
3: NFL weekend. I forgot to mention, you know, the Raiders, third game this year, losing a game after leading by 17. Seahawks continue to play really, really well this year. Uh, Ram's just a shell of their former selves, even though the Buccaneers you know struggled. you know Tom Brady still got them into the end zone at the final minute. Um, so yeah, some really really weird <laughs> outcomes over this uh, NFL weekend uh, and then uh, tonight, Ravens at the Saints on ESPN Baltimore is favored by a point and a half. But that game at uh, six fifteen on ESPN. Uh, interesting comments from Blake Anderson earlier today. Uh, he held this uh, press conference. You can go hear the full press availability from Blake, uh, or from Coach Anderson, I should say, from Robert Briggs and from Max Alford on the 106.9 The Fan podcast feed. You can find that on our website, 106.9thefan.com, or on our mobile app. And um, they're recapping the weekend and looking forward to Hawaii. A lot of good stuff there. But after all the questions were asked, Coach Anderson wanted to take some time to share uh, a final thought for the press conference, which really kind of hits on a, a theme that we've seen we weaved uh, in and out or woven in and out of the, the season and even it started – in the spring and through the summer. But uh, Coach Henderson was some kind of an emotional final thought as he concluded his press availability today.
2: Guys, I'll leave you all with this. If anybody's listening, Um, today would have been my youngest son's 22nd birthday. We haven't talked a lot about mental health since the the Mental Health Awareness Week. But um, it's just a reminder, if there are those that are listening that are hurting, um, please reach out and, and speak up to folks. There's a 988, uh, crisis hotline that is available that's, um, could be utilized as well. I just encourage people that uh, mental health is something we gotta, we gotta think about and we got to attack every day. And, and today is a reminder to me of the cost if we, if we don't. So, um, step up, speak out and, and, and lean on those around you that God's putting in back. So have a great day.
3: So that's uh, Coach Anderson. Today would have been his youngest son's 22nd birthday uh, as his son uh, took his own life earlier this year, uh, devastating the Anderson family. And uh, you know, mental health awareness has been a big key, a big point of emphasis for Coach Anderson and his coaching staff and for his players. And uh, it was a focus of uh, one of their games earlier this year. Brought in special experts and guests to speak with the team and trying to do what they can to raise awareness so that other people don't have to go through that same pain. And I applaud Coach Anderson for continuing the discussion and continuing to, well, if nothing else, continuing to remind people about resources that are available. And if you, I know the audio can be sometimes hard to hear there in these recordings, but if you missed it, the crisis hotline, if you're having some struggles, the number to call is 988. It's easy to remember, easy to dial, 988, and it's uh, used for those that uh, may be struggling. They provide resources and counseling to help people get through the challenges they may be facing. So really, uh really uh, applaud Coach Anderson for, you know, bringing awareness and and Reminding people of the resources that are available to them. Uh, 2947 on our full court press text line. What are your honest predictions for where the Jazz end in the standings at the end of this year? Uh, good question. You know, I've had several conversations with folks around the office today uh, and over the weekend. Everybody's jazzed about this Jazz team. Like uh, They're fun to watch. Like They share the ball. It's not any one particular guy. Uh, there's just total buy-in, everybody's hustling, making things happen. Can it last? Now, that's the million-dollar question. Can it last? Uh, And I don't know if it can. Eventually, good teams are going to get dialed in on who they are and adjustments for how they're going to play offense and defense, and they'll scout the Jazz. Uh, Early in the season, I think the Jazz snuck up on a lot of teams. They overlooked them. Now the, the tape's out there, but the jazz are still beating teams, and they're beating pretty decent teams. The Lakers are not a decent team. They're garbage. But the Clippers, that's a pretty decent team. Um, you know, they're starting to show an ability to win away from home. That's something that's been a bit of a struggle. But you look at where things are right now and how this team is playing, number one in the clutch. In many, many different categories, it's a team that doesn't give up. They keep digging in. Like Last night, great example. The last five minutes, if you do nothing else but go watch the last five minutes of that game last night, close game within a possession with five minutes to go, uh, I think it's if you're within five points under five minutes to go, that's considered clutch uh, in the NBA. That's how they define what are clutch minutes in the NBA. So it was another game where they were playing in the clutch, and uh, they'd had a moment, they had a good stretch of the game where they had the lead. They lost the lead. It was pretty close, back and forth. But the Clippers, they, you know, they gained the lead and they start to expand it a little bit. But the Jazz never gave up. They continued to attack the rim, went to the free throw line, put the Clippers in foul trouble, and uh, showed that they've got a lot of versatility. And um, they eventually they even the score, and then they start to pull away. And they end up winning by eight. And so right now, the Jazz are technically tied for first in the Western Conference with the Phoenix Suns. I love it. It's so fun. But will it last? That, again, is the million-dollar question. I-, I don't know. One thing I think people need to be clear and understand is that everybody's been freaking out about how this team is messing up Danny Ainge's plans. I don't think they're messing anything up. Danny Ainge made it clear he wanted to develop assets to get a better team. And he also made it clear he's not patient at his age. He doesn't want to wait around for this team to bottom out and play the lottery and, um, you know, develop young draft prospects as their future. But what they're doing is they're developing assets in their players. Everybody was initially kind of assuming that meant draft future draft capital, and they got that, but they're also developing the players that they have on their roster, either for future use to remain on their roster or to make them valuable trade targets and bundle a couple of them together to go get a top-flight player to come to, to Utah. So I, I think it's been genius how it's playing out. And uh, is it playing out how they predicted? Probably not. I don't think they would have predicted this team would be on top of the Western Conference right now. But I think it speaks volumes to you know, finding value in players that others overlook. But even more than that, I think it shows that this executive team for the Utah Jazz made one heck of a hire in Will Hardy to be their head coach. So uh, when we get to 20, 25 games into the season, most uh, one thing I've been hearing a lot in NBA circles is that 20 games in, that's when the team really starts to figure out who they are, what they have. And uh, that's when the first round of trades start to get made. Then it gets quiet for a while. And then we'll pick up again around you know, February, around the trade deadline. And there are rumors that multiple teams have been calling the Utah Jazz, inquiring about Malik Beasley and Jordan Clarkson. So, look, Danny Ainge, Justin Zanuck, they may still do something to uh, further enhance their draft capital in trading away some of these players to get future draft picks or future players. But I also think that it's been overlooked that Danny Ainge made it clear he's not patient at this age to sit around and wait for a rebuild. And they want to develop the players that they have either for future growth on this team or to use to bundle and get top-flight talent. Because, look, as this season goes on, does this team have top flight talent? They have some good players, but I don't know if they've got top flight elite talent. Uh, Will they be a playoff team? They might be. I mean, gosh, the way they're playing, I would have to think that at least they would be a play in game, a play in team. Um, But uh, they're, man, they're fun to watch, sharing the ball. Lots of guys contributing. And, look, I also got to give credit to Mike Connolly, Jordan Clarkson, some of the veterans on this team who are shepherding uh, these younger players, teaching them, mentoring them. And uh, interestingly, listening to Colin Sexton after the game last night, giving a lot of credit to Mike Connolly for teaching him some interest, different aspects of the game, which are helping him succeed on the court. And uh, it, it's, it's showing. Uh, 2305 texting in I wonder if Danny Ainge knew what he was getting when he traded and ended up getting Markkanen in the trade Yeah I'm trying to think was that trade made before Markkanen played for Finland in EuroLeague Uh I think it I think it was I think the trade happened before Um I have to go back and look at that But certainly that that experience in Europe seemed to put marketing on a whole other level and he hasn't really fallen off and in fact he's just grown and continues to gain confidence because look that's good basketball there are a lot of good players in that euro league that he was competing against and he competed and played at a very high level so yeah i i gotta go back and double check the timelines on that but uh sometimes you you see guys that are overlooked and discarded by other other uh, franchises and to bring them together so that you have faith in them. I mean, these are good basketball players to make it to the NBA, period. Get them in the right environment and they should have some level of success. All right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press before some final thoughts. Evan
1: McMullen says he's independent. The Democrat Party knows he's not. Cheers rang loud after Utah Democrats reached a decision to join Evan McMullen. Democrats chose to back him. Why are Biden's allies pulling out all the stops to elect McMullen? Because he'd do their bidding in the Senate. Conservatives know he's a Democrat in disguise, but sometimes his mask slips. His positions on issues match the Democrat platform. He wants to weaken the filibuster, backed Biden's radical Supreme Court nominee, attacked police budgets, supported reckless spending, more debt. He's just another Biden liberal, even campaigned to make him president. I plan to cast my vote for Joe. Imagine the America we can have. Imagine the damage after two more years of a Democrat Senate giving Biden free reign. Utah can stop him if we stop McMullen first. Crypto Freedom Pack is responsible for the content of this advertising. Paid for by Crypto Freedom Pack. Not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. Two zero two nine seven one one three one six. 1316
0: it's engagement season. Time to find the perfect ring. SC Needham Jewelers is known for beautifully cut diamonds at excellent prices. Guys, the sparkle is what matters most in the diamond you give your sweetheart. Our diamonds stand apart from those of other stores. Come view our diamonds under magnification. Select a diamond that fits your budget and then have it mounted in a ring that you will love. Remember, you get SC Needham quality at internet pricing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. You have to see it to believe it. The new Three Peaks Medical Plaza is Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in the Three Peaks Medical Plaza in North Logan. The entire staff and doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and Three Peaks Medical Plaza, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including Select are accepted hey aggie fans looking for the best burger in town bring the family to prodigy
2: brewing and try out our signature prodigy supreme burger or a wood fired pizza need a smaller plate for the kids our kids menu has you covered whether you are out with the family
0: or just want to catch the aggies game with friends prodigy brewing is the place to be in cache valley located at 25 west center street in beautiful downtown logan are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby.
2: I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally
0: without all the red tape by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank. Growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank. Member FDIC. They never could play it, but they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press.
3: Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Last minute of the show. By the way, if the playoffs started today, Utah Jazz would be number two in the West. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves would be a play-in team. They're at number 10. So that Rudy Gobert to Minnesota deal, not only in the players that they got, but also the draft capital they got, looking like it was a brilliant, brilliant move by Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck. Uh, by the way, the Cleveland Cavaliers would be number two in the East. They're 8-1. and one. Donovan Mitchell, he's playing like an all-star, not just an all-star, an MVP candidate the way he's playing right now. Uh, Utah State men's basketball starts their season hosting Utah Valley tonight. Pre-game coverage on KVNU starting at 6. Tip-off will be at 7. Uh, Al Lewis and Jalen Moore will break it down. And then as soon as the game's over, turn your radio back on, and they'll break it down, take your phone calls and your reactions to their uh, home and season opener. Uh, Utah Jazz in action tonight. Take it on the L.A. Lakers. No LeBron James. No Patrick Beverly. Uh, but that game will be later tonight. Uh, it tips off at 8-15, which means we'll have pregame coverage uh, just after 8 o'clock here on The Fan. Jazz are predicted to win by 7 points. I would take the Jazz and the over with the way they're playing right now and the way that the Lakers are playing right now. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. Don't forget to go find the, uh, the audio of the press conferences on 106.9thefan.com.